The Commission, Uncle Paulie, P. Diddy, Cesar Leo, De Janeiro, Charlie Baltimore, Iceberg Slim, The Most Shady, Frankie Baby. We here. Do you know what beef is? Do you know what beef is? Ask yourself. Do you know what beef is? Ha 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 ha. Check out this bizarre. This is Young Jeffrey. This is the Young Jeffrey Show. I am so excited. This is the podcast. We are back in action. I have been MIA, literally in MIA. And um, things have been real spooky in the streets lately. But we're back. And we got a whole lot of things to talk about. I put up a poll on my Instagram. Uh, and Well, it wasn't a poll. It was uh, the questions. And I put up the questions, and um, I was asking for topics, um, searching for, you know, different revenues of content that um, you guys want to hear. So um, out of the list that was compiled, I kind of generated my own list based off of the list that I was given, if that makes sense. Because I want to make it original, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to just answer y'all's questions, and that'd be the end of the podcast. So I compiled uh, a list of things that I wish... I knew a little sooner. Well, I'm not going to say that I wish I knew because, I mean, I'm still relatively young. But I don't know. This is the list of things that I feel that people need to hear while they're young. People need to hear while they're still on up and up, climbing up that ladder on their journey, whatever journey that is. Uh, People have different journeys in life. Your journey could be to lose weight. Your journey could be to gain more money. Your journey could be to find love one day. Your journey could be... You know, to have better skin. Your journey could be to raise your kid, you know. And your journey could be a combination of different things. But these are my list of things that I feel that you need in any journey. I feel that you need to get you by. I need to, I think you need these things to help you um, live a more, a more fulfilled uh, life of dignity life of accountability, responsibility, uh, love, and passion. So these are my things. This episode is going to be called Gems Times 15. Uh, the reason why it's called that because basically this is 15 jewels that I'm giving you. I'm going to try to make this, I'm not going to say as short as possible, but I'm going to try to make this, you know, compact. I'm going to try to give them to you back to back. And I'm going to try to elaborate on each one, give you a little example if I need to, because uh, I want you to walk away. Saying that I learned something from the first episode of the Young Jeffrey Show. You feel me? So, number one thing that people should know is that everything is temporary, right? Everything you go through is temporary. If I go through my closet right now, right, I got shoes and shirts, and jackets, and shit that I ain't wore in a very, very long time. But in a moment, right, when I got these things, when I got that pair of pants, when I got that hat, I really, really wanted it, because I was excited about how it looked, or how it would look on me in the future. I was already putting other items of apparel next to it, trying to see... You know, if maybe, oh, this match with this, oh, this match with that, this is, oh, I'm going to kill him with this one. But if you really think, how many things you have in your closet right now that really ain't 
going on your body ever again. Probably a lot, but you keep it because you know you want to have a wardrobe. And I don't know, mentally, it makes you feel better when you got a lot of clothes. I don't really know. That's some people's process. At least that's my process. If I feel like, well, if I keep that shirt, I ain't got to buy any more shirts, even though I'm only wearing the same shit all the time. Uh, that's just an example. That feeling that you had when you bought all the unnecessary things in your life, that feeling you had when you thought that the person you was with and you no longer with them, you thought it was going to be forever and then y'all ended y'all relationship and now you're okay. <laughs> you're okay because that feeling was temporary. Your emotion in that moment is temporary. Whatever ups and downs you're going through right now, it's temporary. Even the good moments. You're going to be feeling great one day. Then the next day you might be feeling like you don't want to do shit. You might be feeling like tired. You might be feeling fearful of something, you might be stressed out, you might be going through something with your family, whatever it is, it's temporary, you will find your way on the other side, usually, right, so that's my first point, I want to get that out of the way, because a lot of people feel like when something happens to them, it hasn't happened to anybody else, and it's the end of the world, first of all, there's nothing new under the sun, it's happened to you, it was unfortunate, but it's happened before to somebody else, and they found a way to be okay. You will be okay, all right? Number two, life is not fair. When I was in college, um, I went to the ATM machine because I wanted to pull out $100. I don't know what I needed $100 for. I don't remember, but for the sake of this, I had to go pull out $100 cash for something that I had to pay, right? So laying down right in front of the ATM machine was a bank slip. So I pick it up to throw it in the trash can. I look down at the receipt and it said $87,000 available balance in checking, right? I think the name, the dude, I'm not going to say the dude's name. I ain't trying to get him robbed or some shit like that. But it said $87,000 available balance in checking. So... I'm looking at myself, I'm like, wait a minute, I ain't even got 1000 in my shit. How the hell does a college student have $87,000 in their checking account? Why are you even in college? Like, And I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, I'm comparing my life to his in that moment. I'm like, wait, so his parents work here, his parents must have given him a trust fund, or he must have... His aunt must have hit the lottery or his whatever. I'm coming up with all these scenarios instead of assessing the situation the right way. I'm like, you know what? That's his life. You know, everybody's life doesn't start the same. Everybody's life is not the same in the middle. Everybody's life don't end the same. Life is not fair. Some people have advantages and disadvantages in different areas. You may feel like somebody has the upper hand on you and their life is so much better than yours and they got things happening in their life that's not happening in your life. Well, you got to know that through all the extreme circumstances in life that you go through, whether it's racism, whether it's colorism, whether it's financial literacy, whether it's my family's part of a country club, my family got a network, whether it's when I get out of college, I have access to a better job than you. Whatever your advantage or disadvantage is in life, that's not up to you to sit down and sulk about. 
your job is to take the cards that God has given you, right? The deck of cards that he's given you and make the very most out of it that you can. Period. Life isn't fair. You cannot compare your life to other people's. You cannot look at somebody and say, this should be happening to me and not you. You want to know what? It's happening to him for a reason. It's happening to her for a reason. It's not your fault. Sometimes it's your fault. I ain't going to lie. But as far as the things that you can't control, it's not your fault. And all you can do is take those cards and literally, literally make the most out of what you have been given in this life and be happy with it. Find something you love, be passionate about it, give it your 100%, and you will be okay, all right? Number three, no one wins when the family feuds, right? So as a record, Jay-Z, Family Feud, he said, no one wins when the family feuds, right? If your homeboy has a website, if your homeboy has an app, if your homeboy has a clothing line, if your homegirl has a makeup line, business, online boutique, whatever, whatever your friends have, whatever your family has, you have to promote that business and you have to go hard for that business or that art or that piece just as hard as if it was your own piece or if it was your own business, your own website, your own app, right? You have to. You get nowhere in life with a heart of malicious intent. A lot of people, they want to see you doing very well, just as long as they're doing very, very well. I made this remark on my Instagram a few days ago, and I said, it's all right if you have $999, just as long as your surrounding cast has a thousand or more. And the reason why is because every time someone around you starts gaining more and more traction in their lives and they start reaping the benefits of their fruitful hard work, you start to examine yourself as if I'm not doing enough or I don't feel like I'm on the right track because my life and the things that I'm reaping It's not coming in abundance as quickly as the people around me. And what makes that such a horrible thing, horrible thing, is that you're now going back to what you wanted to get rid of. And that's that malicious intent. That's that misery. That's that crab in the bucket mentality you don't want to live a life of that you want to live a fruitful life filled with blessings filled with happiness filled with passion filled with love and filled with support so when you are going through something with your family or your friends or something like that and you feel in your head you know what this is pretty petty this me we didn't lose anything we didn't hurt each other other than verbally we didn't hurt each other this can be patched up if you have somebody in your life right now that is going through something, you going through something with, and it's a very petty situation, call that person. Don't even text them. Don't even DM them. Don't hit them on Messenger. Call that person and say, you know what? Like, whatever we was going through, that shit don't even matter right now. 
you know, like that. Sh- it doesn't even matter. Like I'm, I'm on to some things right now that is far bigger than this, and I'm pretty sure at some point I can use your skill, I can use your talent to get that to get there, and we can get that together, and we can reap the benefits together. What the, what's the point of us feuding? We in the same family, dog. Like we, me and you, are at one point had so much in common, had so much going for us. Had so much in our relationship that made that connection feel so grand. I'm not about to sit here and act like it's a huge situation. It's a big deal. Because it's not. It was petty. Let's move on. We got this shit. All right? No one wins when the family feuds. Promote your friends the way you promote these celebrities. Post your friends. Um, If your friend got a mixtape, I don't give a damn. Post that shit. Listen to it. Share it, like it, do what you got to do, promote your friends, support your friends. If they're your friends, if they're not your friends, you know, do what you do, handle that the way you want to handle that, or don't stop doing what you was doing. But if they're your friends and they're genuinely in your circle and you genuinely love them, you got to promote their shit like it's your own shit. Number four, you have to teach people how to treat you, right? You have to teach people how to treat you. Right. The way you carry yourself is how people are going to feel like they're allowed to treat you, how they're allowed to talk to you, how they're allowed to approach you, everything. How how you feel about yourself is the picture, is the billboard of how people see to treat you. So if you treat yourself like shit, if you, you know, don't give a damn about your skin, you're not working out, you eating fast food every day, don't give a fuck. Throwing anything on. Your hair look a damn mess. You're in the grocery store with a bonnet on. Like, fuck this shit. I'm just going to grab these eggs and go on back to the crib. Then, if somebody talked to you any kind of way, that's the way they formulated in their head that they can speak to you. That's like, well, she don't give a damn, so why should I give a damn? Right? It's the same thing where if you speak a certain way. Right? If you are around someone and you're talking about someone else behind their back, that person is going to look at you as somebody who carries gossip. That person is going to look at you as somebody that they shouldn't tell their business to because they might end up in the street, right? Those are just two examples of how you have to teach people how to treat you, right? Ladies, this is, this is a very deep point. I want to drive this one home. Ladies, you're going to have a lot of men out there, right, that have certain motives in the head when a guy meets you most of the time he's gonna say okay i got three options i got a short game i got a moderate to intermediate game and i got a long game the way you carry yourself and the way you present yourself and the way your reputation has been built up until this point determines how that guy will formulate the thoughts on how to treat you Right. So when a guy approaches you, his words is a collection of what he's already formulated in his head on how he's going to approach you. So if he comes to you and he don't give a fuck, yo, you know, I'm trying to fuck. I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to go back to the spot. You're trying to Netflix and chill. You know what I'm saying? Let me get your number so that, man, we can, I can give you some back shots. Whatever he want to say that's disrespectful, out of line, 
he formulated in his head that that would be okay because he examined you long enough to come up with those thoughts. If you have a reputation of being a hoe, if you have a reputation of carrying yourself in any kind of way, talking any kind of way, not saying that it's right, but there are some guys out there in the universe that are going to approach you that same way and keep the same energy. Now, if you if, I, if a guy approaches you and he's on the fence about his feelings, about how he wants to talk to you, about how he should treat you, you have to teach him. So the way you teach somebody how to treat you is how you carry yourself. And the example you set, the template that you lay out there, right? And that's going to be your blueprint. So if you require a guy to open your door, or if you require a guy to, you know, take you out and pay for the bill, if you require a guy to wait a certain amount of time before he fucks you, he has no option but to follow those rules. If he can't follow those quote-unquote guidelines to you, then he can't have you. That's it. Now, if he rapes you, that's out of bounds too. If he's, you know, sexual misconduct, we're in the midst of a Me Too movement right now. Shit is getting out of hand. But, for the sake of, you know, just general dating, whatever you require is how you're going to teach him how to treat you. Move on to the next point. Number five, sacrifices pay dividends. Sacrifices pay dividends, right? If you want to save money, right? If you stop buying foolish shit, if you stop eating out all the time, if you stop buying shoes when your clothes are already full, if you stop buying mindless shit that you're just probably going to sit on the nightstand for a year, then a year from now, you're going to have a lot more money than you have right now. And that's point blank. If you stop buying bottles of liquor every Friday, if you stop buying Jordans every Saturday, if you stop this, if you stop that, and make sacrifices for an extended amount of time, you will see dividends. What are dividends? Well, if you have money in an account, that account will probably pay you dividends for your service, for your uh, loyalty, they'll give you dividends for being an, for making an investment, right? So if you make an investment on yourself in a form of sacrifices, then later on you will have more, a whole lot more than you have right now. And sacrifices sometimes have a negative, uh, a negative connotation. The reason why is because a lot of people don't want to wait. We live in a microwave era. A lot of people want to see things fast, and I that's basically. Uh, as a result of technology, social media, things of that sort. We want to see it fast. We want instant gratification. So why would I make sacrifices now? That means I got to wait. That means I got to be patient. That means I got to have a plan, right? People don't want to do that. But sacrifices pay dividends in the long run. You want to lose weight, you get on a diet, you start working out. Three weeks later, you don't look that much different. You start to panic. You start saying, man, I'm... I know I'm not the same, or man, I'm. I need to. I need to. I need to speed this up. You know how? How can I speed up the fat loss process? How can I build more muscle? How can I change my body composition? It takes time. It takes sacrifice. It takes patience. It takes discipline. It takes commitment. But when you make that change, it will pay dividends. Number six, health is wealth. When you go to the doctor, 
right? And you go to the doctor, he checks your blood pressure. Or if he tells you, you know, you need to cut down on the salt or you need to cut down on the sugar. Your health should be just as important as anything that you value in your life. And it's number one. It should be the number one priority. Reason why is because, point blank, Steve Jobs could not buy his health. He couldn't. Steve Jobs is one of the richest men to ever walk on the face of the earth. But he could not buy his health. He died. All right. And Apple still lives on. But Steve Jobs died. He was very sick and he died. Your health is your true wealth. Your health is your wealth. Whatever you put in your mouth. And then ladies, you know, I'm sorry. I know y'all build some other shit sometimes. Y'all be, you know, doing what y'all do at red lights and shit. But talk about nutrition. Whatever you put in your mouth, your physical activity, what you're drinking, what you're smoking, everything that you are consuming is very vital to your health going forward. Your health is wealth. You can't buy it. You can't buy it. Number seven, you can't be scared to look stupid. Some people are scared to promote themselves because they're scared to look stupid. They're scared of criticism. They're scared that some people might not like them or might not like what they have to say or may not value their opinion. But you can't be afraid to look stupid because if you're not afraid to look stupid, then that means that you're not afraid to look good either. Or that also means, which is very, very dangerous, you're not afraid to be average. If you walk the line in life, all the way until the day you die, you'll probably die average. But why would you aim for average? Why would you wake up every day to be basic? It doesn't make sense. Because if you just wake up and exist and do what everybody else is doing, more than likely you'll probably land on average. Right? And that's the law of average. More than likely, if you toe the line and you have average circumstances... You have average friends. You have an average functioning family. You went to an average school. You'll probably go to school, get an average job, and you'll live an average life. Why would you want to be average when you can aim for so much more instead of using that energy to strive for what you actually want. Because more than likely, average is already going to be there. Don't be average. You cannot be afraid to look stupid. You can't be afraid to say what you feel. There's a time and a place for everything. Especially when it comes to a lot of things that we say and do. However, you can't be afraid of what you believe in. You can't be afraid to express yourself. I had to learn that the hard way. I had so many things in my past that I just did not want to express. Did not want to get off my chest. So many things I didn't want to face. So many fears. So many unknowns out there that I just didn't have. I didn't have it. And um, it made me realize later on down the line that I can't be afraid. I can't be afraid. I have to. In order for me to soar, I'm going to have to spread my wings and jump off. Because if I don't jump, I'm going to be walking. 
in that line of average. Number eight, shit really don't matter as much as you think it does. When you wake up in the morning, you a lot of people dread going to work or a lot of people dread certain activities and things on their agenda or things, events in life. But to be honest, a lot of those negative thoughts towards events or things or people, shit really don't matter as much as you think it does. Because a lot of those events never even happen. There are some days I'm like, I don't want to go to work today because this I got to look forward to this meeting. Or I got I to gotta meet with this person. Or I got to do this. And I got to do that. And I got this plan. And I got to get this, this, and this done. But a lot of times when you just start the day and you attack it, a lot of times shit don't even pan out the way you think it's going to pan out. Sometimes it's actually an eye day. Sometimes that meeting gets canceled. Sometimes you meet with that person and they're actually pleasant. Sometimes, you know, sometimes your supervisor's not there. You know, sometimes there's a lot of different things that happen that rids you of the stress that you thought that you were going to face in the day. It's not, it, it doesn't even matter. There's a lot of things in your life that do not matter, for real. And then we're just making it harder than it has to be. We're making it a lot harder than it has to be. It's just not, it's not that difficult. You wake up, you always try in your heart to do the right thing, and you conquer the day. You seize the day. I get up every morning at 5 o'clock. When I first started, it was hard as hell. It was hard as hell. I used to dread. I was like, man, I can't. I got to get up before, before, before I work and, and work out and do this and do that. Now, it's just a part of my life. It's a habit. It's just whatever. I get up. Everybody I tell that they're like, why do you get up so early? How do you do this? I could never. I could never. Well, I used to be the person that said I could never. But now I do it every single day. And it's a part of my life. And that's, if you wake up every day with the mindset that I'm going to be positive, I'm going to conquer this day, I'm going to do everything that I can in my power to be the most that I can be today, you'll be okay. Trust me. Shit really don't matter as much as you think it does. Seize the day, conquer it, do everything that you got to do, be a beast, straight up, be a beast, and you will be fine. Number nine, the sun will come up tomorrow. You, as a person, are unique, but you are no better than anyone else. Nothing that you've been through is new under the sun, right? And I'm going to nail this point home by saying this. Even in your darkest of hours, your darkest time in your life, when you're the most stressed, when you're the most down, the most sad, you know, the most broken, the sun will come up tomorrow. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. You will come out of this. I had times where I thought I was literally going to die in a closet. I was so broken. I cried so much. I was so stressed. I was so angry. But... I came out on the other side, and now I've never been happier. So, what if in that moment I would have succumbed to the pressure or to the life of quote-unquote misery? I would have still been in that place, in that pit of misery. Sun will come up tomorrow. You will be okay. Number 10, you choose to be happy. Nobody can make you happy. People can do things that make you smile, but you have to make a decision to be happy in your mind. You know, you choose to be happy. I can. I remember I had a, a picture. I was young. Uh, I was at a birthday party. And everybody was surrounding me. They had my favorite cake. They had all the toys that I wanted. I had a brand new outfit, Air Jordans. 
I had just got my hair cut that day. I think I was like maybe five or six years old. And with everything surrounding me, my friends from school was there. With everything around me that was supposed to make me happy in the picture, I'm frowning. And the reason why I was frowning was because one of my friends, who was at my best friend at the time, didn't show up to the party yet. So I didn't want to cut the cake until he got there. But and so in the picture, mind you, mind you, everything around me is happiness, family, friends, toys, cake, everything. Right. But in the picture, I'm frowning still because I was making a decision to be sad. I was making a decision to not be happy in that moment. I did not want to talk to anybody. I did not want to cut the cake, blow out the candles. I didn't want to do it because I wanted to be down. And it's the same thing when I get older. I can be happy. Come home, wife, kitchen, food everywhere, favorite show on TV, comfortable couches, vacations, everything. Everything that I love and value, I can, I can have it all. But in a lot of those moments, I still make it up in my head that something is weighing on me. Something's on my mind. Something's pulling me down. Something's making me feel like I need to be sad in that moment. The truth of the matter is you choose to be happy. If you wake up and say, you know what, today I'm going to be happy. Today I'm going to smile. Today I'm going to compliment. Today I'm going to hug. I'm going to give handshakes. Today I'm going to be, no matter what's going on in my life, I'm going to come out on the other side. I'm going to believe in God. I'm going to have faith. I'm going to have a belief system. I'm going to live by these principles. And I'm going to do everything I can to be happy and be upstanding. That's your decision. And trust me, you will have more W's than L's. Number 11, the moment is now. The moment is now. There's a lot of times people make excuses for things. Oh, well, I'm going to start losing weight January 1st. Or, you know, I'm going to propose to my girl when I get my money right. Or I'm going to start having kids after I graduate from school or after I you know, do this, or after I do that, da 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 I'm going to go back and do this before I do this, before I have kids. I'm going to tell you, the moment is now for a few reasons. The first reason is that you're not promised this future time that you speak about. A lot of people think that, well, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to live till I'm about 80, 85, 90, whatever. So I got time. I got this. What happens if you wreck on the way to work? You know, what happens if you are diagnosed with stage two, stage three cancer? You know, what what happens what happens when you have a tragic event happen in your life? Are you going to be waiting then? What if I told you you only had two weeks to live? Well, then what would you do? What would you pursue? What would you try to make happen? Well, whatever it is that you're about to say, make it happen. Make it happen now. The moment is now. There is never a right time. In my head, I used to always say, you know what, I'm going to get married. I'm going to be financially stable first, though. And I'm going to make sure that I got this and I got that purchased and this and that and that. It's never going to be a right time. You want to know why? Because in life, things are revolving. So when you conquer one phase of your life, there's another phase that comes upon you that you didn't have to conquer. So instead of moving in stages, progressing towards something, you're just moving in the same stage. But the stage just looks different now because all of the items, all of the props in that stage that you own and the stage that you in is changed. It's changed because once you conquer high school, 
you got college. Once you conquer college, you conquer a job, then you conquer another job, like conquer a business, you conquer this business, you conquer this investment, you conquer this property. You got a lot of things that you have to conquer. Every single time you conquer something, something else appears in front of you. The time is now. There is never a right time. The stars are never going to align perfectly for you to go ahead and say, ah, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pursue my dream now. Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and marry the love of my life now. The moment is now. Stop bullshitting. Number 12, this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. There are going to be a lot of people around you, a lot of people around you, and you're going to say, I can't believe they did that to me. I can't believe that person did that to me. I can't believe that they're stepping on my neck to get to where they want to be. Remember when I told you at number two that life isn't fair? This is a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Everybody's out for themselves. You want to know why? Because nobody is more important to your friend than your friend. Nobody's more important to you than you. I already told you, you have to teach people how to treat you. I already told you that you have to show people your value by how you treat yourself and how you carry yourself. So with that being said, why would somebody look out for you before they look out before they for themselves? It makes no sense. This is a dog eat dog world. I'm going to do what I got to do to get on top. I'm going to do what I have to do to get that promotion over you. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that I get this account before you get that account. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure that I hop on this property and with this investment group before you do. Want to know why? Because I got to get me and I got to get mine for my people and for my family. And you, your well-being, all of that bullshit comes after what I have to do for me. And that's the mentality of most people. It's a dog-eat-dog -dog world. Number 13. Hate is real. And beneath anger is always fear. You know, you used to have a bully in school and your mom used to say, well, that bully, he's going to bully you until one day you go to school and you punch him in the face. And you face the bully. The reason why he's a bully is because he's scared to face himself. He's not happy with himself. They're angry because something's not going right in his life. So he feels like he has to bully you to make himself feel better. That's what that is. That's all that is. People bully you when you get older, too. People might have more access to something than you have. People might have more knowledge than you. Some people might have more money than you. You know, some people might live in a better neighborhood than you. Some people might have been on a job longer than you. They might be parents longer than you. Whatever. They have seniority for some reason. And they may feel like they got the upper hand on you and that they're better than you. They can't bully you. And then when you top them and you conquer the situation, you know, like I said, I love to conquer. When you conquer the situation and you elevate and you're above them, now they're looking up at you, hating on you. It's a cycle. It's like, I'm going to support you, support you, support you. Now we're on the same level. Now I'm competing with you. Now you're above me. I'm hating on you. I'm a love. Take look after you. All of that. Once you get to my level, this is the second phase. Now I got to compete with you because I feel like you're gaining traction. You're elevating too fast at a rate that's way faster than me. I got to get, get my shit together. I got to get my shit together. And then once you 
rise above me, I'm going to hate on you. I'm going to say you shouldn't have got there. I'm going to say that you, you suck dick to get, get in that movie. You know, I'm going to say you had connections that I didn't have. I'm going I'm to make excuses as to how you got there and I didn't. Hate is real. Beneath anger is always fear. Number 14. The world is huge, so go see it. Go see it. You know, I promise you that plane ticket is much more valuable than a pair of sneakers. I promise you it is. That plane ticket, that hotel access, that beachfront, all that is much more important than three, four months worth of sneakers and clothes. I promise you it is. Want to know why? Because once you wear it one time, you put it on Instagram, you're seen out in it, you're in snaps everywhere, you're on people's IG story. Next time you put it on, it's like, oh, that's the piece you had when we went to such and such. People are going to start identifying. People are going to start identifying. You with that item, with that outfit. I don't understand how people... I'm going to say this. I'm trying to, I'm trying to put this the best way I know how. I don't understand how people... Can know that there's so much out there, so much out there, France, you know what I'm saying, man, Deves, Greece, you know, Jamaica, Mexico, there's so many places, Japan, China, Africa, the motherland, so many things out there, and you're confined to your hometown for your whole life, never ever even scratch the surface scratch the surface of seeing what's out there not even going as far as to get a passport the world is huge there's so many different cultures so many things to experience so many different foods to eat so many different colors and sights to see so many plants and trees and animals and so many things out there the water is clear guys the water is clear the world is huge go see it my last gym, I'm going to drive this point home. I'm going to end this because I know that, you know, you guys may be, you guys may be, uh, you know, a little, I ain't going to say you're bored, but, you know, you're like, all right, cool. You know, I don't know how many gyms he's going to drop. Number 15, life is short as hell. Life is short as hell. Life is not as long as you think it is, as you envision that it is. You might gonna be this old man on the porch with your grandkids running around you. Years and years and years, way longer than a long time from now. That's gonna be here before you know it. I'm gonna be honest with you, it's gonna be here before you know it. So you need to get you on your shit now. I already told you earlier. The moment is now. It's never a right time. Shit evolves. Shit revolves over and over and over. Shit revolves and shit evolves. It's a cycle of the same shit. Even though your life is moving, there's nothing new under the sun. So with that being said, how could you be stagnant? How could you say, you know what? I'm just going to do the same shit that I've been doing for the last 10 years right now. I'm not going to strive. I'm not going to soar. I'm going to be scared. I'm going to be fearful. You know, I'm going to be stressed out. You know, I'm going to stay in this dark pit that I'm in of depression. And... You know, 
worrying about people and their opinions of me. I'm going to do all that. The reason why is because I believe that eventually I get over it or something. I don't know. No, you get over it. You can get over it now. You can talk to someone now. You can cope now. You can work out now. You can go see a therapist now. You know, you can focus on something that's greater than yourself right now. Because life is short. Whoever you love, tell them. Call them, text them. You know, if you, even if you talk regular, send them a text right now. Like, you know what, I, got, I love you. Sometimes I randomly text my friends, like, you know, I love you, man. I love you. The reason why is because I don't. I would hate for a moment to come and I didn't tell them. I would hate for a moment to come, something happened to them, to one of them, and I did not tell them, not once, in their last moments at all, that I, that I love them. I did, that's just one of the fears of mine. I see so many times on TV, on social media, and stuff like that, where people will post old conversations and they talked a year ago. This is the last thing I said to him before he died. He died way after that conversation you posted. Why are you just not posting this? Matter of fact, you're not even in his circle enough to post this conversation, to be honest. Life is short as hell. Life is too short for you to sit on that dream in your stomach, in your gut. Life is too short for you to not go for that promotion. Lord, it's way too short for you not to go back to school or to self-educate. You don't even have to go to school. You can self-educate. You can you can learn how to do a lot of things on YouTube, on Google, anything, whatever you want to do. I learned how to do a podcast on YouTube. It can happen. You're listening to it right now. Life is too short. Life is way too short. Life is way too short. Think about this nugget right here to drive the point home. You work 40 plus hours a week, 40, 50, 60, 70. I know some people that work 12 hour shifts, six days a week. You work 40 plus hours a week. Most, most people, they sleep anywhere from six to eight hours a day. All right. It's not even more than that, but let's say six to eight, six to nine. Between family time, work, sleep, and basic responsibilities. Over a course of a 75 to 80 year lifespan, to actually live life, you only got about 20 to 25 years of actual elapsed time to actually do the things that you want to do. I don't think people get that. In an 80 year life, 25 of them is all you have to actually focus and do what you want to do, to be alone, to be present, do what you want to do. The rest of it is spent sleeping, working, or handling basic responsibilities within you know, a marriage or within fatherhood, something like that. Live. Life is too short not to. Life's too short not to. 15 gems, man. That's Jules times 15. The podcast. I'm going to see y'all next week. This is the Young Jeffrey Show. And I want y'all to think about something. I want y'all to think about this as I end this podcast. If you had to think of what exactly is free in your head, what's free? What's me being absolutely free of constraint? 
It's the Young Jeffrey Show. You know what free is, nigga? What's free? Free is when nobody else can tell us what to be. Free is when the TV ain't controlling what